0: Hey, this is Ryan North, the author of How to Invent Everything, and you're listening to Thinking Outside the Long
1: Box.
2: Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own
3: Thank you for joining us today, Ms. Pratt. I would like to start off by just asking you, uh, how did the idea of Quantum Leap come about?
2: Don wanted to do an anthology, and it was the 13-letter dirty word that everybody was terrified of. He had also wanted to do a show about time travel. There was a book that he had tried to buy that had nothing to do with Quantum Leap. And I had been reading uh, A History of Time and came across this whole concept of the fact that when um, particles leap, they basically co- co-exist for a moment in two places. And said to him, what if when he traveled in time, he only traveled in his own lifetime, and what if he, because time and space is limited, which was in this very deep, very wonderful book, he couldn't come in as a, a new person. You and I are talking on the radio. He couldn't come in as a third person. He had to replace one of us. And Don said, well, what, what, what would that give us? And I said, well, first of all, like the great anthology shows of um, Thriller and, of course, The Twilight Zone, you would have what people come back to, which is a reoccurring character. And the cool thing about it, and then I said, do you remember a show... Um, that was on called the Loretta Young Show. And every week, Loretta Young would come out and introduce the show, but then she would go back and she started in every episode as a teacher, as a doctor, as a wife, as a whatever. I said, what if he stepped into these various lives? And Don said, oh, wow, and he'd have to find out who he was and why he was there. And so then we kind of started to build it from there. And he wrote, um, you know, the first episode making uh, Sam a Scientist. And I was a real geek for colliders and particle accelerators and things like that. So I exposed him to how time travel could happen if you could shift your particles. But it always had to be from one existence into another. And those existences, like those original quarks in A Short History in Time, would have to flip out. And they would simultaneously change, one to be where the other one was. And it worked, obviously. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, great idea for a series, and it turned out to be an amazing series and uh, something that's in pop culture and everybody knows about. As for the ending of Quantum Leap, some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, what do you think about it?
2: It was, it was The last huge fight Don and I had about the show. Uh, Don wanted to bring him home. I said... I think there's life beyond this show, that the show could come back, and if he comes home, he's not out there saving the world, saving each individual in the world, and they know the ending, right? So, I say he stays out, and in our heart, we know he could possibly come into our lives and save our lives, and then... um, the choices that Don made in writing that episode were very bittersweet because we never thought we were going to be canceled. Our ratings are great. We had a great following. They just couldn't figure out what to do with us. And um, his whole thing, you know, about recreating his father's bar and and um, Sam kind of meeting this wayward station, that was just Don needing to release some of his own demons uh, in regard to losing this this show that we loved so much. Now, the choices that he made were the choices that he made, but the big one to me was, don't let him go home, and he listened to me, and I'm grateful for that.
3: Can I ask, how did the concept for Quantum Leap come about?
4: Now, that's something I can tell you only that I was reading a book called Coming of Age in the Milky Way. Uh, I believe that was the name of it. And the book was about... How man dealt with the universe from prehistoric times to the latest findings in quantum physics. And it was a very interesting book. When I got to the part of quantum physics, of course, it talked about the ability to travel in time. could you you know, you wrap the universe around? could be a circle, so forth. And it gave me the idea, uh, networks did not want to do shows that told a different story every week. They wanted shows with a a lead. And so I tried very hard to come up with an idea for a show that I could use a lead, but I could tell a different story every week. And the idea of Quantum Leap came into my mind because of that, because I could have somebody leaping through time and they could be in any kind of a situation. So the only problem was to come up with something that wasn't hokey about traveling in time. And so I I came up with Quantum Leap and some things that I thought were interesting, the ability that he looked in a mirror and he saw who he leaped into, uh, other people saw him as that person. Uh, Sam was a hologram that only he could see. The kisses with history. It was uh, that he was on a quest in each episode, and he didn't know what that quest was. Those are all things that interested me and I thought would make a good show. So I was in development, and I did three different shows. I wrote... The starts of three shows. Later, one of them became Magnum. This is before I did Magnum. One of them became Quantum Leap, and I don't even remember what the third one was. And it was a, it was a. Uh, I was at, let's see. I went to NBC, and Brian Tartikoff, who was a terrific executive, and Brian said to me when I told him Quantum Leap story, he said, "Tell me that again," and 30 seconds so that my mother can understand. So I told it to him again in 30 seconds, the concept, and he said, I still don't get it. I said, But your mother did. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Get get out of here. Go make the. And I loved that. Uh, Those shows, by the way, are called anthologies. So Quantum Leap was an anthology, and it worked as such.
5: Before we go, is there anything you'd like to say to all the leapers that are listening?
4: Uh,
2: no, just, you know, I, it's been, it's been a lot of great years, and, uh, sharing this, this journey with everybody, and I'm, I'm always delighted that new people find it, and, uh, still, so many people talk about watching Quantum Leap with their family, and that's always, I think, a great, um, it's, it's, you know, a sign of the times back then, but certainly, it's, it always makes me happy that people, oh yeah, I just, I watch this every Sunday with my dad, or. You know, this is, we all sat around the TV and watched it. You no, know, because people don't do that anymore. So, very seldom anyway. And so I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a miraculous journey that we're still around and all over the planet and, and well received and, um, something I'm proud of. And, uh, it's, the fans have been awesome for many, many years and, and we keep getting new ones.
1: Is anything wrong? No. The accommodations appear quite interesting. Hear me now, O oh thou bleak and unbearable world, thou art base and
0: debossed as can be. And a knight with his banners all bravely unfurled, now hurls down his gauntlet to thee. I am I Don Quixote, the Lord. and the wild winds of fortune will carry me onward oh, we they blow with the soever they blow onward to glow. An
6: angel whispers, Dulcinea,
0: Dulcinea. Oh, the trumpets of glory now
1: call me to ride. Yes, the trumpets are calling to me. And wherever I ride, ever
7: storms at my side, my squire and my lady shall be. I am I, Don Quixote,
4: the lord of La Mancha, of my guest and he calls and I
0: So ever they blow, onward to glory.
1: go, My Lord! What matter wounds
7: to the body of a knight errant? For each time he falls, he shall rise again and woe to the wicked. Al? Here's your grace. My armor, my
2: sword. More misadventures.
0: Adventures, old friend.
1: Can you accept what you see as reality? Which reality do I accept? That one or or, or that one? Haven't you accepted both, looking in all those mirrors? You are the one who's been leaping me, aren't you? I wouldn't say that. Well, what would you say? That he's been leaping you through time. No. Oh, no no way no way will I buy that why did you create project quantum leap Sam to travel in time why did you want to travel through time because I, w- I-, I wanted to uh... to make the world a better place of course to make the world a better place to put right what once went wrong yes but not one life at a time oh. I got Mother Teresa here. Do you really think that all you've done is change a few lives? Basically, yes. At the risk of overinflating your ego, Sam, you've done more. The lives you've touched, touched others. And those lives, others. You've done a lot of good, Sam Beckett. And you can do a lot more. I don't want to do more. I want to go home. Then why haven't you? Because I don't control my future. You do. Sam, you will only do this as long as you want to. Are you saying I can leap home anytime I want? Technically, yes. What's the catch? The catch is that you have to accept that you control your own destiny. I think it's him. Al, one of the miners in there is most time. Captain Galaxy. Remember Captain Galaxy? Only here, his, his name's Ziggy. And, and Frank and Jimmy LaMotta are in there. Only here, their names are Tanchi and Pete, and there's a guy named Gushy in there with a long beard. But he doesn't look anything like our uh, Gushy, right? Sam, but he's got the same bad breath. Sam, uh, I I think we'd better get you out of here. No, uh, please. Please, everything I'm telling you is the truth. Uh,
7: yeah, uh, you haven't been leaped around by God of fate or time. No, you've been by a bartender he's not just a
1: bartender so i'm trying to tell you Al. i think he is god or time or our fate or maybe even something that we've never even thought of gushy Al, when i leap do I, do I turn all blue and, and tingle with electrical energy? I don't know. Well, when you leap, I go back into the image. I bet I do. I bet I, 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 bet. Bet I turn all blue and, and tingle with electrical energy. The same way that he did when he leaped. Only nobody leaped back in. But that's probably because he was dead. Oh, that's it. I'm not here. Al, all those stories of, of dead souls coming back to warn the living? What if they're all leapers like Strapa? Stropa? Yeah, This... He was here and, and he, he he leaped. He, Strapa is Steve in Russian. And I know what it means. I've got an uncle named Strapa. Does he have, um, a rheumatoid arthritis, Yeah,
7: yeah it's got, it's got, it's got all twisted up like a pretzel. not funny How oh, but it is why <laughs> I don't know Al it just <laughs> I say, uh, just take it easy uh, I'm gonna go back and figure this out with Ziggy but I'm to get you out
2: of this whatever it takes I'll get you out of this
1: Al's uncle (laughs) I've always found coincidence amusing and you still want me to believe that I'm leaping me Sam if you became a priest I've been a priest so you have if the priesthood had been your chosen life even though the church might move you from parish to parish don't you have to accept responsibility for the life you lead Even priests can quit. That's true. But they can also take sabbaticals. Especially before embarking on a difficult new assignment. You're telling me that the leaps are going to get tougher? Where would you like to go, Sam? Home. I'd like to go home. But I can't, can I? I've got a wrong to put right for Al. You knew that, didn't you? God bless Sam. How did you get in here i'm not gonna harm you i'm here to help you help you and help al. al
6: you're you're a friend of al
7: yeah i'm a friend of al's do
1: you think we could sit i'm gonna tell you a story beth story with a happy ending but only if you believe me
8: and if I don't
1: you will
4: I swear you
8: will
1: but instead of starting with once upon a time let's start with the happy ending Al's alive and he's coming home
8: other arms reach out no. to
4: me other no. eyes smile
3: Hello, everyone, out there in Longbox land. I'm Christopher DeFilippis. I'm Alison Pregler. And I'm Matt Dale. And we are the hosts of the Quantum Leap podcast, a little podcast you might have heard about since Quantum Leap, I think, is the pop culture classic on this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. And we were so honored and thrilled that um, Juan had asked us to contribute a little bit uh, to our sister podcast on the Baron Space Production Network. They just wanted us guys to do a little simple thing. Basically, what does Quantum Leap mean to us? And when Juan first asked me to figure that out, I said, This is impossibly corny. What am I going to come up with? Mm. What Quantum Leap means to me? A theme by Christopher D. Philippus.
9: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Write it out for uh, an essay for class. What Quantum Whoa. Leap means to me.
9: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that essay.
6: <laughs> did you?
9: Oh I, my God. No, no, I, I didn't, but I definitely did something very similar, probably about Star Trek. <laughs>
3: Well, it, it's, yeah, I I know that uh, we're poking mean fun. Sorry about that, guys. I know you can handle it over there. But um, it got me thinking, because it's really amazing, I think, what Quantum Leap means to me, personally. Before even the podcast, Quantum Leap was just a show that I loved. But my love of the show, my, my relationship with the show, eventually allowed me to fulfill my lifelong dream of being a published author, Because without Quantum Leap, I don't know if I ever would have been able to sell a book. But because of Quantum Leap and the Quantum Leap novel tie-in series, I was able to meet the editor of the book series and sell her an idea that she liked and actually write a fucking book. I mean, I wrote a book. So, I mean, (laughs) that's what Quantum Leap means to me. It's just this amazing thing that has enabled me to do so much in my life. Because not only was the book thing just, I thought, like the milestone, but – After a while, you know, fandom lapses, and time goes on, and, you know, the book is 20 years ago, but all of a sudden, I hear of these things called podcasts, (laughs) and I start looking for Quantum Leap podcasts because I'm still a fan, and that's when I started listening to Albie and Heather, and going from listening to them to reaching out to Albie to asking if I could help contribute to the podcast – It eventually morphed into this, where we're now the hosts of the podcast, and I have two of my dearest friends who I never would have met otherwise, Matt and Allison, in my life on a constant basis talking about Quantum Leap. So I guess um, I'm going on, but it means a lot to me. It really does. So I don't want to filibuster. Um, Allison, Matt, I'm sure you guys have your own journeys with the franchise.
6: I mean, uh, in the relative scheme of things, uh, I'm later getting into Quantum Leap than you guys. It's within the last, like, five or six years, or maybe, uh, time isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, to me, it's a comfort show. It's just, it's, it's nice, you know? Um, and I think before Quantum Leap, uh, a lot of the, um, the shows I watched and the characters that I really liked, um, tended to skew on the the cynical side maybe <laughs> and it, it was just nice to find a show about someone who's just like a good person and like sam beckett is just such like a a, a good hearted uh character and the fact he just wants what's best for people and i feel like it's um part of what makes it work is his relationship with al like I'm just super invested in these characters and I love that it teaches us a little bit about history as you go through it because there's a lot of things I didn't know about or didn't think that much about and it humanized these uh stories that maybe I'd heard about but not really put faces to thinking about like um the cold war with the the nuclear crisis and and stuff like that like you just don't Put a lot of thought into it until you see that. So, anyway, uh, long story short, (laughs) I I I don't know. It's just nice. It's hard to put uh, words to it. Um, And of course, this podcast I started, uh, I got into it because I found those uh, those negatives for the ending, which is just a whole wild journey. (laughs) And I'm just glad to have the opportunity to be able to talk with you guys because you are some of my closest friends. And to be able to talk with people from the show, uh, be able to to learn more about what happened behind the scenes, and just it's it's just been great. Nice. What about you, Matt? So yeah, a, a lot of what both of
9: you have said resonates with me. Like Chris, I've I've been watching Quantum Leap since it started, so it's it's kind of been with me all my life. And yeah, Alison, your your point about it it being a, a, not a cynical show, it's an optimistic show, but it comes from a time where. Certainly a lot of the shows that I was watching in the early 90s as a, as a young man, I, I couldn't get access to the cynical shows at that point. So a lot of the shows I remember from that time, like Star Trek, were very optimistic. So it does have that, and I enjoy it on that basis, but I also enjoy a lot of other stuff on that basis. For me, um, and Chris sort of touched on this as well, um, what Quantum Leap means to me is the fandom. There are shows and franchises that I absolutely adore, but have really quite toxic fandoms. And I just it, it really spoils the whole thing for me. Equally, there are shows that I enjoy and I like, but that that feeling gets elevated because the fandom is so wonderful. And I I like Chris, I, I had dreams of being a published author. I didn't end up doing it the proper way. I ended up, uh, self publishing, um, which is a, a sneaky backdoor way of doing it. But, um, <laughs> I did it because I wanted to write something and I enjoyed Quantum Leap. I didn't love it, but as I, as I went through that journey of writing it, I discovered how wonderful the fan base was and how many lovely people there are out there. And that's really what's, what's made me even more connected to Quantum Leap now than before. And now I know that. Sometimes my life can be good. Sometimes my life sucks, but every Sunday night I get to come on the mic with you two guys and, and chat to you. And that, that's just this constant source of happiness for me. So that's what Quantum Leap means to me.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. We, we rarely get serious on the podcast. It's, it's <laughs> this is not indicative of the usual banter, but I think that when we are forced to confront why we do this, it, it touches each of us in a very deep way. And, um, I'm glad that we were asked to sort of express that. Maybe we should have introduced ourselves a little bit in the beginning. I don't know how much Juan is going to tell you about us. My name is Chris DeFilippis. I wrote a quantum leap book a million years ago. <laughs> um, Allison, what are your bona fides?
6: <laughs> uh, I'm Allison Pregler, uh, and I found negatives of the lost ending of Quantum Leap, uh, which led to the release of the footage, um, the actual like, footage of the ending, uh, which you can look up on YouTube.com. Lots of people <laughs> put it up there. <laughs> I also uh, do um, my own uh, reviews of movies and Baywatch and other things that are not related to Quantum Leap. And what's your show called, Allison? Movie Nights. Okay, you should plug yourself. Always well, be plugging. <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh well, now you've said plug yourself. That's a perfect introduction to me, since I'm always dropping my L. Um, so I'm uh, I'm Matt Dale, and I uh, I wrote a book a few years back, which is certainly the longest book about Quantum Leap there is out there. Uh, it's an unofficial uh, guidebook to the series with all kinds of facts and figures in it. Currently available from tmebooks.uk. dot uk. What's the name of the book? Uh, That's a good question, Chris.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Way to plug. You should really start with the name of the book.
9: Yeah, I I try and plug. I didn't say I was any good at it. Um, So it's called Beyond the Mirror
6: Image, The Observer's Guide to Quantum Leap. It's such a good book. It's like, no offense, Chris, the best Quantum Leap book. (laughs) And it's just such a handy guide, too, if you love all of those little details about the, um, the series that you're like, what was, when did this happen? What is this? What was I thinking about this episode? And then like, yeah, here's a handy guide.
9: Yeah, let's, let's face it. Chris's book is very enjoyable to read. It, it's, it's a very different audience, uh, and it operates in a very different space to mine, which is definitely much more about, uh, Hey, what's, what's that thing that I can't remember? Let's look that up.
6: There, there's some mud wrestling in that book. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's amazing.
9: I don't think I put any mud wrestling in
0: one.
3: <laughs> I stand in awe and in deference to the monumental work that is beyond the mirror image. All I did was write a little episode. You wrote the entire history of the world in that freaking book. But anyway, we're going on and on as we tend to do. <laughs> if you guys want to hear more from the Quantum Leap Podcast, from me, Matt, Allison, occasionally Albie pops in every once in a while, sometimes Hayden pops in, Hayden McQueenie, he's another one of our producers, you can find us at Quantum Leap podcast.com and you can also load us up on any of your podcatching apps. We'll be happy to entertain you with all of our um, Quantum Leap lore and learning and we just have a lot of fun. We're not, su- we are super fans but we don't hold the show in like such high regard that we never shit on it. <laughs> Sometimes we shit on it because some episodes are pretty terrible. I mean, we just talked about Blood Moon. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, um, The greatest episode they ever made, Blood Moon? <laughs>
9: Oh, dear, oh, dear.
6: <laughs> we talked about uh, Diaper Monkeys one time.
3: Diaper <laughs> <laughs> Monkey, classic episode, classic <laughs> podcast episode. Coming over here, you don't know what you're missing. Again, that's QuantumLeapPodcast.com. Thank you, Juan, for uh, giving us this platform to steal your audience. We've had a blast, and um, we hope you come and listen. Two
0: ninety nine. Thinking outside the long box. Gabe hates Jesus. Gabe's not here. It's Easter motherfuckers. Let's do this. <laughs>
6: yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> oh, we're live, by the way. We're live, everybody.
7: Oh, I That's can't wait to listen nice. to that in two more weeks again and laugh at it with the same ferocity all over again. Oh, that was amazing. Thank yes. you, Joel. He has risen. Theorizing <laughs> that one could time travel
8: within yeah. his own
2: Christ life. Christ risen.
8: Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's talk about well, like uh, Quantum Leap holy shit, I just started the Quantum Leap intro by accident.
7: <laughs> so,
0: what the fuck were they thinking when they made Quantum Leap? And that it, this, this <laughs> has nothing to do with what I think of the show, because I like the show. But to me, like, some crackheads have made this show.
8: Donald, what <laughs> did, he, what did just, he say? It is I, I, such dude, a bizarre
7: kind of plot or, like, premise for a show
0: oh and a there's no science
7: anywhere in the show no
0: and they they try to act like it is like in the first season there's that show where he's like he meets what is going to be his wife or going to be his girlfriend in the future who leaves him at the altar he meets her as a student and he tries to go over with her and, like, bond with her with, like, physics. And part of the physics is you can you can travel in time, but only in other people's bodies and only in a time when you yourself were alive. And I was like, motherfucker, you are just making shit up. Like, it's got about you can travel in time, but you have who, to be bro. alive <laughs> for some reason at the time that you... Like, oh, my gosh. It is fun, though. Like, it's a fun show, but I just... I don't. Every, time, every episode I watched, I was like, this is some silly ass shit. Like, who wrote this? I can't. I'm, a fucking...
8: I'm trying to find it because I can't remember off the top of my head, but Donald P. Belisario wanted to make a time traveling series that wasn't, that he felt wasn't over the top. Like, they could go back to caveman area shit. And so he I don't remember how this came to be, but he came up with the idea of of what you just said. So Quantum Leap essentially is Sam at the beginning of the show and the first two episodes Genesis is the two that were on the list. Um he is he jumps into the accelerator before it's ready. And so he leaps back into time, and they have to kind of explain. To, he, he, at the beginning of the series, they weren't really allowed to tell him anything. He just had to try and remember what he was doing. So they're not allowed to tell him a ton about what his plan is. But uh, essentially what happens is—
0: There's like a board of overseers Yeah, the, the first season. Yes, yes. That slowly gets written completely the, the, the series
8: <laughs> but so essentially the premise is he can leap into other people's bodies he sees them in the mirror they don't and they they switch places they go back to the future in what they call the waiting room and al is generally there talking to them and sam is generally in their bodies experiencing their life can you imagine a way to disrupt time more than this by the way because <laughs> they do it so all the time only- he
0: disrupts <laughs> that- time Well, yeah, but not only are you disrupting time with your actions, you are fucking floating someone from the past into the future who then is going to go back into their own body knowing... No, they don't. All this
8: crazy no, shit. They don't. They don't. So, so how, how it's, do we know that? How oh, it's, they come how, back amnesic or how, whatever? Exactly. How it's explained. <laughs> okay. How it's explained is that the reason oh, Sam, okay. the reason Sam has to be uploaded with information is because he, they call it a Swiss cheese memory. So he doesn't have any recollection of this person that he's jumped into, except for what Al tells him. And so once they jump yes, places, but- once they jump places again, that person doesn't remember being in the future. All they remember. He, he gets his memory back slowly, so wouldn't it be like he doesn't get normal his memory back that... slowly? He always has to remember things, and generally they don't touch on his own personal memory. So he, but
0: he's, he slowly remembers. I'm not saying it's everything back, but in every episode, like he'll remember something else or something like this, like from his past. Like that's why he goes after the the girl that he left him at the altar. So because so he remembers, he remembers, he remembers, his remembers his
8: her name, but he doesn't remember who she is. And so Al does a lot to keep him away from her, and it just kind of happens that it falls that way. But as sure, as, sure. as the yeah. season goes, as the seasons go on, you don't you don't get a ton of back and play unless it's with his family. So I, that that's specifically why I you watched a lot more than than what I put on the list, and so we're kind of delving off into other things. But so the ones that you guys lost me. (laughs) So so the ones that I I... know
7: Doyle, like basically the whole
8: show. (laughs) Right. So the ones that I specifically chose had to do with the relationship that Sam and Al have with each other and Sam's relationship with his family. And a lot of that's a lot of what those 10 episodes were. But through the series, he doesn't you don't really talk about his past at almost at all. Uh, and unless it's something like he he fucking does a ninja karate chop all of a sudden and then Al's like, yeah, you have a black belt. You don't remember. Or, you know, there's th- these things that he doesn't know about his life. He just instinctively does.
0: And see, I get I get that. I'm not saying it's a huge part of it. I'm just saying, like, there are instances of it enough to make me think that some of these people may have remembered a few things when they came back, like in the same exact episode. Where he's going after his woman, he can't tell him that he used to be like a uh, fucking egyptologist or whatever. So he comes in wearing a fucking pharaoh suit with Egypt writing on it, and he can remember the, you know what I mean? Like he can just start to decipher it. Like I'm just saying, like some of those little things come through. Probably somebody would remember something from the future out of all the times that they jump
8: back. Well, but the the th- even if you did remember something from the future, you're, you're you're the only thing you see is the waiting room. You're you're in a giant white room with a with a glass table in the mirror in the middle of it. You don't leave hey, the room. Hey man,
0: accidentally kill a fucking butterfly in the past and psh, the whole world goes extinct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
7: saying. Kill a, a butterfly saying, in the pl- past a, and we a, lose a, Nick a, Cage. A
0: fucking. There's a, there's a lot of reckless time altering going on in the show.
8: <laughs> so again, to get back to what the premise is, he can time travel, blah blah blah. But what they 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 think that his the that his leap was hijacked. They think that in the middle of what he was doing, he was grabbed by some force um, that in the end they they think is God. Um, who his just kind of stolen him and won't let him go home until he fixes whatever the problem is within those persons' lives.
0: Yeah, this show is uh Again, I'm just wondering how how it got on the air. Like again, it's not a reflection of whether I think it's good or not, because I like the show. But this is one of those shows again on paper to me, it's just—I imagine you spitfire this idea at a bunch of executives, and they go like, "What
7: the fuck are you talking about?" No, like, you gotta remember, it's, it's Do- like fan fiction sci-fi of fan fiction sci-fi. It's yeah. like it's like a middle school level premise that got turned into a TV show. You
8: you gotta you gotta remember Donald P. Belisario was super super popular at the time. Who created? Oh, I get the show. it. And and Dean Stockwell, who is Al, was a giant movie star at the time. So I they it. could have given him a pile of shit. It doesn't matter who the executives are. <laughs> there's two giants of an industry at the time who want to do a show. You put them on the TV. Like, that's how it got made. But, well, I mean, like stuff that like
0: issues. that is, is hard. It's hard to do today, though. Look at, like, how popular Snyder is as a director. It still took him a long fucking time to just get the – ability to re-edit his own movie well but, that, <laughs> that but he I, made, I, like
8: i feel like a lot of that is because they didn't want to spend the money but he ha- had his daughter not committed suicide we would have gotten that a long time ago like he had the chance and unfortunately
0: well you know i understand that the, i understand the circumstances around it but i'm like after all is said it done and it came out and i they don't want to spend the money but i mean dude Everyone asked. Everyone asked. Yeah, I they're think not, that was they're not, not going to lose money at the end,
8: though. They did. <laughs>
0: yeah, Justice... no, they're not going too off of this. Oh, like... off
8: of this, I don't know. But Justice League straight lost money after the advertisements yeah. and after they paid people. It legitimately generally movies don't really lose money, but Justice League was one of a handful of movies that legitimately lost money
0: because it's you handed it to probably like, the biggest you just threw movie in so, of all like... time. Well, a you just took someone who I who I personally like. You brought someone else in Wheaton, but he's nothing like Snyder. So, like, no. To me, like, you
7: just polar handed, fucking opposites in you style just off, and approach. Well, they, lost, they lost money well, because they
0: got
8: they're that idiots. coming for three hundred dollars three hundred thousand. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that next time. But yeah. I, I, to to my point though, I feel like if the rot well, he just did it. I was gonna say if The Rock was like, "Hey, make me a TV show," that they'd make him a TV show, and they just did. It's all about his life as a young kid. I haven't watched it, but I hear good things. I'm just saying if you're a big time person and you're like, do a, this that's for not me. That's
0: not a weird. That's not a weird premise, though. I just I don't think it's as easy as you think it. Like and it, but to me, it also it kept going. Like every episode was weirder and weirder, and I was just like, at some point they were just like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
8: I think so. I think the first season is probably the the weirdest and the hardest because you have to do a lot of the you know science lifting. And yeah. by the time you get out of that, and you ignore having to not be able to tell, because at some point Al tells Sam whatever he wants. The the I can't tell you shit from the from the future does not exist well, anymore. <laughs>
0: So once you get into the second season, I, I would say it starts feeling more like just a dude who's rewriting wrongs with a guardian angel. Like that's what the show feels like. The first season feels totally different than that to me. And that that to me is where it's weird. Like the whole first season I was like, man, this is a fucking weird
8: show. But like there's only like, <laughs> I think there's only like five or six episodes. Uh, it's more than that. I, it's not a lot, but it's more than five or six. I don't think there are. It's like nine or something like that? Let's
0: look. Took me forever to watch it. I know it's like it.
8: there is nine. Yeah. Nine and then 22, 22, 22,
0: 22. Yeah, they definitely got longer, the seasons. Because
8: <laughs> so. it got super, super popular. Yeah, like sure. I said, it's
0: the, the bizarreity of the bizarreness of it does not reflect on like that I liked it.
8: Because, well, but, but I'm, what I'm saying though is once you get out of that first season, there are, I mean, Things there are some, there are some bizarre off. episodes through the whole series, but it becomes yeah. less bizarre, and I feel like it becomes a lot more powerful. There's a, I, I put it a, becomes less bizarre because I just don't address it. The bizarreness is
0: still there, but like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's you don't think about it because I mean, there. I, like I said, I'm not, like, I'm not as, I'm not curious as to why the show continued on. I just, I really would. I don't know, I just really wanna be in some of these which you can't obviously, it's in the past and I don't work in that field. But I just wanna be we there with the dudes pitching you. like the yeah, we're gonna make this movie time travel, but in other people's heads. And also it's like tomorrow, it's not even in the future that far. <laughs> what? Yeah, like like tomorrow a guy figures out sci-fi jumping into other people's... He's black at first, right? But then he's a woman. <laughs> it's like, what the
8: that fuck bla- are that, you talking that, about? That black... That, that first black episode was, was awesome. I really, really enjoyed that episode. See, that is like...
0: I, I think might still be one of the best... Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to address that, that topic, but one of the best... Ways the show has ever addressed that topic, I think. Like, we are going to ham-fistedly tell you why, like, this was shitty, but it's also like, took you in to the right situation. Why it would have been shitty, like a person who wasn't trying to be in your face, like it was just a normal guy living his normal,
8: normal every Doyle, day in life. putting us to you
0: your internet
8: connection was,
7: sucks. I thought it was me. I was like, <laughs> you weren't really moving uh, a whole buddy. lot anyway. Juan in your frame and <laughs> Doyle's chopping up like a mother.
6: <laughs> let,
7: me,
0: let me restart my computer and I'll reconnect and see. All right, bitch. Got to close this. Anyway, got to close this. They, they did it houses, in a good way. They're not open. <laughs> Closed the...
7: Oh. I closed all of them. Uh, uh, sounds like he's still got a few open.
8: <laughs> it's watching them. <laughs> all right, we'll pot. We'll we'll just let it do its thing for now. I'm gonna get a Red Bull. <laughs> right.
7: <laughs> Doyle was saying uh, his reaction to the second shot. Sweetie is that uh he was getting like fever chills and and he had like diarrhea for like six days, like he just couldn't keep anything in him. Juan was saying that uh his Alicia just kind of felt like she had the flu for a few days, and then she sounds like she basically bounced back. so it sounds like shot number two hits you with something,
8: <laughs> yeah, that's the worst of them,
7: yeah. That seems to be the general consensus that shot two is a humdinger for you sometimes. It's worth it. Yeah.
8: So I don't, I, I, wanna... I, I I told my wife originally, I was like, look, I have nothing against this shot personally. Like I, I, I think it's, a, I'm not a, like an anti-vaxxer by any means. I just don't really like taking shots and so I'm at a crossroads of whether I was like, fuck, do I take this shot or not? But the, the more you think about it, you're almost like, fuck, it's almost my responsibility to take this fucking shot. <laughs> like, it, I yeah, feel it's, irresponsible it's like, not doing it. It's like I, I got cons. It's a little uh, bit better. Yeah, you sound fine.
7: Because okay. it's like, you know, I got cons later this year. You know, one of my kids has already had pneumonia like three fucking times. Oh,
8: that's the worst. I fucking hate you know, pneumonia. I- I have a frontline job
7: and I fucking miss going to the movies, man. <laughs> like it's my fucking jam. It's something Alicia and I used to do a lot. Like it's part of my life that is missing.
8: We got to take advantage of an outdoor activity today. And we went to the Rockies game for a little bit.
7: Like cause America's at, most
0: boring pastime.
7: Cause like at Alamo draft house, Uh, this uh, like two weekends from now, there's a cast and crew reunion of Lord of the Rings. Oh, being hosted by Stephen Colbert. And I really want to fucking go see it. But like when I'm looking at the, the theaters, like the ones and two seats, I'm like, God damn it. This fucking place is sold out. And also
0: those seats are super close to each other.
7: I know. Like I, like I, you know, and it's just like fucking hell, man. Like, They, they're blocking out every other table, but even that, you know, you've still got somebody sitting right fucking behind you or right fucking in front of you, and like I, I still feel really uncomfortable about that.
8: And I'm just like, damn it, man, fucking miss going to the movies. There's so much cool shit out there. Yeah, the the Rockies did. So we sat in one row, and then there was an empty block of seats in front of me. And then my wife sat in the next row with my, my daughter, but then they zigzag you. So you're not, so like, I'm, I'm here and then there's not somebody directly, but it's like over here and then okay, somebody's so it's, over here and then. So it's kind of checkerboarded. Again. Yeah. Cool. All right. See, like Alamo,
7: like the seating arrangement in Alamo draft house was trying to do that. But as Doyle just said, we're talking like the matter of like two folding chairs away from somebody. Like Dude, those
0: seats are. I went to Alien Day there once, and like a, the AC didn't work, and it was fucking ridiculously hot. But b, like you are shoulder to shoulder, like it is a sardine can in that motherfucker. Oh
7: yeah, I went to a to a 2001 Space Odyssey event like that, and uh, same fucking thing, just with like much older dudes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I, I might have been the youngest person I in the crowd. I have honestly
0: decided. I mean, like. It's up there. I still don't do anything. So I guess it's not like it's affected me that much. But I'm just taking every precaution I can personally take and then just saying, fuck it. Like, I fucking, if I go anywhere, like a store or anything, I wear fucking plastic gloves. I wear a mask. I sanitize everything. I try not to stand within six feet of somebody or sit within six feet of somebody. But beyond that, I'm just like, I can't worry about every inner like I can't worry that someone like walk past me or something and be like, Oh fuck. Like it's just too much shit to worry about. Like it's what it is. I can just do what I can do type of a thing. Yeah. And even with all that shit, like I never see anybody else with plastic gloves out. I always wear them when I go anywhere gas stations and everything. And I still got fucking COVID. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: all right, Doyle's back. He sounds better. Um I wanna go over just really quick. Uh, what I had everybody watch. I don't know what Tim did or didn't watch. I don't know really what Doyle watched. Um, like but
0: watched, I watched all the episodes you posted in oh, like perfect. the first three, the first three seasons.
8: So <laughs> in season one, we watched episode one and two, which was Genesis. In season two, we watched the season finale, which was uh, episode twenty two, which is MIA. Um, that was a really good episode. Um, yes. In season three, we watched. Oh
0: so it's actually yeah.
8: We watched episode one and two, which was the leap back home. Um, the first part of that one was okay, but like I said, I I, I listed it because it's a it's an important Sam episode. I like the second part much better. Um, the uh, episode five, the boogeyman, that's supposed to be haunted. Apparently, like not a lot of people say it's it's real title in the Quantum Leap like fandom because they think it's haunted and some shit will happen to you. Um, episode seven, black on white on fire. That's another really good race episode. Um, where, with, uh, with, uh, what do they call that? When two, when two people of different races are dating each other, mixed race, interracial, race, interracial, interracial yeah. yes. with an interracial couple, um, in, in the, in the riots, in the LA riots, I think is what it was. I think so. Yeah. Um, Episode 22, which is the season finale, was Shock Theater. That was a good one. Uh, season 4, Episode 1, Leap Back. Season uh, 4, Episode 22, Leap for Lisa. Season 5, Episode 1 and 2, leave Harvey Oswald. Two of my favorite fucking episodes in the whole series. Uh, and then the series finale was Mirror Image. Uh, Color of Truth was the the original... The first race, kind of uh, the one, the first episode to delve into race, that was the one where he was the kind of like the servant to the to the older white lady. Yeah. Uh, these are just ancillary now. Uh, season two, eight was Jimmy, where he leaps into a, a guy who's retarded. Um, see, that's
7: what? I remember that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, it, it wasn't that's one on the list, episode. but I remember watching that episode with my grandmother because she was episode. really really into that fucking show because i think she ended up becoming a bacula fan
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a really really good episode uh 18 is pull hall blues that's another race episode it's a good episode uh season three a little miracles uh and last dance before an execution season four raped that's a that's a really powerful episode uh and 20 was curse of tahoe Tep. Uh, Deliver us from evil in season five. The trilogy is a really popular one. All the evil leapers is a really popular one. Uh, Goodbye, Norma Jean, uh, and Memphis Melody. Where he's Elvis. I don't think I saw the Elvis one actually. It's the I think it's right before the season finale, or the seri- the series finale. <sighs>
0: I still remember it. There's, there's been a lot of quantum leaping in my life over the last <laughs> couple weeks. <laughs> I,
8: so, I, I, this is, f- it's funny because this is one of my, it's probably my favorite series of all time. I fucking love this show. I love the hell of all out of it. Time? All time. I don't give a fuck how good a series is now. Quantum Leap will always be number one in my heart. Always. It's time travel. There's fucking fantasy in it, it's sci-fi. It's I love Scott Bakula. I like I love everything about it. Like it's it's not always that, It's
7: let's,
3: literally let's Juan's wet it
8: dream. It's say, all it the
7: things he loves it is in one, it saying, in one product.
0: It's,
8: it's,
7: this is
0: it's the, what led this me is into the, podcasting. The over the, this is the overly the pants hand job of time travel.
8: The overly yes. pants?
0: I said over the pants hand job of time oh, travel. Gotcha. Like the only way that it's time travel is that you know that he's traveling through time. Otherwise, it's basically just a character study of a of a random person every episode.
8: Hey, that's okay. I don't need my time travel to be crazy. It just needs to be time travel. <laughs> I just say <saying>, it's it's <laughs> barely time travel. That's all right. Um, but it, it it honestly is what started me down the path of of podcasting because. There had been a rumor at the time, this was, I don't know how long we've been podcasting now, six or seven years, I think, and then I did... It's been a while. I think it's been six years, and then a year before that, I was working with Albie on his show, The Quantum Leap Podcast, which I definitely, everybody should go listen to. Um, Why isn't
0: Albie... Why isn't Albie here
8: for this? I try. He's got his daughter tonight, so he. Long story, but him and his wife are separated, and so he doesn't get his daughter all the time. And so he got her on Easter. He wanted to spend it with her. She going to put it on the show. <laughs> There's no way Albie
7: hasn't forced her to watch Quantum. Oh, they,
8: they've watched the, uh, I'm sure it a hundred times.
7: And I feel like she's probably just as much a fan of it as he is. But <laughs> his daughter's
8: adorable. Oh, huge. Huge fan. <laughs> but so there was a rumor that it was getting a, a revival or reboot movie. And somehow his podcast came up in, in its early stages. I think there had only been like five episodes out. And I reached out because they had a, we're looking for volunteers kind of thing. And so I started helping him with uh, things. That like I would be I don't know what they call it. It's a behind the scene person. And I would give in notes for every every episode. But a lot of my notes were like, this is what you didn't see. This is what you missed. This was a mistake in the show, you know, blah, 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 those kinds of things. And that just slowly, I kind of worked up to, hey, I'd like to do this at some point. Can I edit an episode? Can I edit this piece or whatever? And so you were
0: like a re- you were like a research assistant for the show yeah,
8: there you go there you go and but it's I slowly worked my way up to the the an official like we're creating our own podcast that has nothing to do with it, but that was he he honestly started helping me edit he started helping me that's where I learned how to get interviews like everything that I have ever done in podcasting is because i well i love quantum leap that's really what that's really how it boils down to.
0: I, I, I like the show. It's not my favorite show, but I like the show. It's probably I don't even I don't even know it's in my top twenty, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is a show that has a. No, it's a show that I don't even know that I can trust like my own opinion on because it has like a lot of movies. It has a nostalgia built into it. It's, I don't even know if it's good. I just like it. Like maybe it sucks, and I just like it. I
8: don't know. So I, I, I doubt I, it because people watch <laughs> it today and like it too. It's hard. It's, hard. it's a very beloved series. It, it, it's hard. It's hard because these these episodes are like the bulk. Of what I consider to be the best episodes or the better episodes, the ancillary list I sent also included some I missed one on accident, but there is a lot of others. Some of them are fillers. There's a magic episode with a, a comedian who I can't remember off the top of my head. Now he was he was in Full House. The show
0: is fillers. Like, like that's kind of what the show is. Like every episode is its own unique. Little movie,
8: but what what I mean what I mean though is the like these. Let's just say I I called them twenty because I don't know how many are on the answer ancillary list. Like those twenty episodes within this twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, we'll call it ninety episode series are ninety seven episodes. There you go, ninety seven.
0: So it fell three episodes short of that hundred episode mark (laughs) where you get money forever.
8: But uh, uh, so those twenty to twenty-five episodes are like the ones that have something to do with Sam and Al, something to do with their lives in the future, their families, their relationships with each other. Like those are the episodes where you you get to learn more and more about what Project Quantum Leap was. And, and you're right, there is a lot of other ones, like A Little Miracle, uh, or It's a Wonderful Leap. One of those two where he goes back in time to. Uh, a Christmas event, and they run into a legit angel... Uh, is is a filler episode for sure, but it's fucking it's so funny and it's really good. The raped episode is really good. The the one where he j- leaps into Jimmy's really good. Like there, the, a lot of the filler episodes are really good at addressing topics that, like you said, it, even in the '90s were kind of you know uh, taboo. You know, workplace sexual harassment, rape. Uh, you know, racism. They they tackle. I think that's why I love it. You know, it, it's science fiction. It's Quantum Leap, and it has an awesome message for for a lot of different people you can you can see yourself in somebody in the, on that screen.
0: They definitely pulled no punches. If they I wanted like to, if they wanted to discuss the subject, they
7: fucking discussed it whether it was taboo I, or not. And I feel like sci-fi has always been able to do that with such fucking ease. Like think about like any sci-fi that goes back like controversial topics you know like you know first interracial kiss on TV is Star Trek you know first generation like what the fuck like it happened in sci-fi you know it's true you got it's chill, cause you're, like,
0: you get to tell it's cause it floats I think because a lot of the people who hate on that shit you can't you can always say well it's not real so you can do whatever you want you know what I mean even though it's still powerful, like there, are, there, there are no people on the Starship
7: Enterprise. So fuck it. <laughs> but <laughs> there is no Starship. But yeah, it is
8: Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure it's built.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. The, I'm sure side. there
8: is one somewhere. It doesn't work. It doesn't travel in time or space. Dude, it's a big
7: ship, bro. It's it's big. It's in somebody's garage, dude.
8: It's in a warehouse somewhere in a fucking big old box. That'd be pretty badass, not gonna lie. It's in the the Indiana Jones
7: warehouse, man. (laughs) Next to that Ark. Yeah, next to the Ark and the Crystal Skull.
8: (laughs) Uh, Quantum Leap has a 98% audience score. There is no critic score for it.
7: That's weird.
0: There's
8: no, there's no critic, critic score? score? There's no critic score on Rotten Tomatoes for it, and it has a ninety-eight fucking percent audience score. Look, Juan, I'm leaping. Ah! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I I love it. I mean, so I it, I, I even really like the last episode. You know, not a lot of people are giant fans of the last, last episode because they didn't know they were getting canceled. So they were told, I, I want to say it was just like a couple weeks before they were sh- done shooting the series, that they needed to write an open ending because they were going to get canceled. And so at the end, it's sad, but at the end you literally get two title cards. And uh, you know one that and one of them is just that Sam never came home uh and in that last in that last episode, he essentially leaps into himself, and there 's nobody in the waiting room, so he has legitimately leaped into himself in in this time traveling experiment and it 's the first time he 's seen his face in years, his own legitimate face, and he meets w- what they assume is God in this uh Cool. In this, uh, in this bar that God has leapt Sam into. Oh shit, AC's calling. Oh shit, did I hang up on everybody else? Uh oh, here I'm gonna hang up on you and then uh, re-add everybody. <laughs> say right now is irrelevant. No, no it's not been irrelevant. it was an accident. I I need <sighs> I need to add AC. He he just called me. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought I was adding him to the call and I wasn't. I just removed I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Fuck
7: yeah.
0: There
8: he is. Hello. Aha.
7: The majestic voice. I can't see
8: DC. you though. I hear you, but I can't see you. He uh, joined voice only. How's there is he is. There he what is. Up? Ah, look at that majestic Hello. hair.
7: That majestic gray gypsy wizard.
0: Yes. <laughs> hey, we, are, we are discussing Quantum Leap and the real science
5: of how it could never work. I'm but... catching up to you, AC. A couple more months, one. That's all. The gray might be harder <laughs> to pull This is off. only
8: two months.
5: <laughs> it's not a year of COVID hair building up?
8: No, no. I've I cut my hair way a ton. During during the last COVID years, I I've just started growing it the last two months. But yes, we're talking about you. You're at the tail end of our Quantum Leap episode.
5: Ooh, what was the last thing you guys were saying?
8: Oh, I was talking oh, about. Oh, the you last... can you can cut loose if you. Yeah, want, yeah. yeah, I was at the tail end <laughs> of the, the last uh, episode of the series. But what do you think about Quantum Leap AC? I grew up loving that show. Comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go too
5: long on this. I know you got other stuff, and Snyder Cut is gonna is like four hours of discussion <laughs> for the four hour movie. So <laughs> But I will say this. Quantum Leap was an awesome show, not just because the character got into every conceivable ridiculous, implausible situation. They put him into different bodies, different genders, different races, different eras of history different political sides like it was really beautiful in the sense that it shows that if we got to experience what it's like to be other people we would maybe understand them enough to want to help them more and help each other more and uh sam beckett was just a genuinely good guy and was the perfect candidate for that because he had empathy and empathy is something that like only the most highly evolved animals have because You know, the ability to take information in from your surroundings, anything can do that. A horse falls out of its mom ready to walk, ready to eat, ready to live in its world, and not much more is asked of it than that. It can already do everything it needs. But in order to interact with people, you have to not just read temperature and smells and things like that. You have to read the subtle pieces of information you get from the human face, from the voice, from, you know, each individual. By doing that, you have to learn something harder than just, is this plant poisonous or not? Um, You have to learn something that requires a lot of mental processing in order to keep up with. So, to me, an individual with empathy is a more highly evolved individual because it's not necessary for survival. It's necessary for civilization. It's necessary for advancement. You can... Yeah, a monkey is fine. A monkey is born, can eat crap, fuck everything until the day it dies, and nothing more is asked of it, and he doesn't need to ask anymore. If you want to have a civilization, if you want to carry information past one generation, you need to care enough and have a way to communicate. And empathy is that communication. So to me, that's what the show was about. And uh, that's why I loved it. The, The character has at his essence the superman clark kent desire to help people with this ridiculous power and the only thing he wanted to do besides get home which he put himself after he put him at he put himself at the end of the line of all of humanity like that's well, that all of humanity
0: that existed between the time that he was born and the time that he died.
8: Well, I mean, there yeah. are rules. They like you like I, like, <laughs> like, I, like I was saying, like I was saying earlier. If you if you paid attention to the last episode, that's how Sam feels. He feels like I'm. I, he's so angry and so sad that he can't go home. He feels like all he's doing is helping one person at a time. And the partender who is supposed to be God calls him, you know, what do I have here? Mother Teresa. And he says, you've, touch so much peop- so many people beyond the people who were just in that person's life that you've helped thousands and thousands of people move through a process by changing how these people lived in whatever scenario he was in and so uh, so it it is it, it's not just within that i mean it is you know he can only time travel through his own lifetime but he's affecting so many people still within that lifetime that it's it's a big deal
5: i agree i agree you don't just touch one life everything i mean you walk by somebody smile they might smile at the next person might smile at the next i mean obviously you don't do anything creepy but like (laughs) you know if if you give somebody a nice healthy wholesome smile uh you know that is something that gets passed on and it gets magnified it becomes a um a what's the word uh a relationship that it Expands exponentially, as opposed to linear math mathemat- or just like ar- arithmetically. So your impact is always greater than just the person that you see.
8: And the um, the other sad and powerful thing at the end is that he has so much empathy and love for his fellow man that even though outwardly outwardly he wants to go home, he knows he can't. He knows that there's so much more out there to do. The first step is obviously to go back and help Al, who he didn't in the previous season because he was following rules. And, but he, he can't go home. He knows that there's just too much in the world that needs fixing. And so he's putting that at the expense of a family that he can only vaguely remember, but is, but he's putting it past his wife and, and, and a kid that he has. And that's crazy to me. Like he's just such a powerful character that he, he's stuck in time and he still knows he can't go back home because, it, because humanity needs him.
5: Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it is it's something I wish uh, more people would. Does
7: humanity need a white savior? <laughs> <laughs> totally I'll, the, I'll answer this for everyone. No. <laughs> 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 i the only white guy on the call.
9: <laughs> it, is,
0: it is weird, though, like, the, the perspective. I totally agree with what like, you're saying. I see what Juan's saying. But like to a point, though, it is kind of weird that, like, you can't really take on your shoulders helping everybody. So I get that, like the experience, what you want it to end or not end. I, I mean, I think it has a lot more to do with the development of Bacula as a character than it does with the individuals that he's helping, even though that's what you're seeing. You're really experiencing like him and all the facets of his persona, if you will. Um, but also, it's just like I—it has to. To me, if it doesn't end, like it doesn't, uh, it's not worth anything. I don't think that he wants it. That he has to want it to end. But if it doesn't, like go, like resolve in some way, then like, what's the point? Well, the resolve
8: like, is that he's helping people. You're switching like a bunch of.
0: But it, but it is like so like maybe those things were supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Like. But you're supposed, Maybe he's interfering because but you're supposed, he's a busybody. You're, you're supposed just because he has it.
8: But but at the end, you're supposed to believe There's that still being that,
7: the chaotic neutral.
8: No, all, all I, <laughs> what what I'm saying is, at the end, you're supposed to believe that last episode is supposed to make you believe that he's not completely in control all the time. That God has snagged him and has made it so that he has to go help people as well.
0: Sure, sure, I. I understand the railroading of the of the idea, but how do we know that he's not in some fevered go dream? I mean, like this dude is basically tripping balls through time. <laughs> <laughs> where he Maybe he's just in like, a coma. For all for all we know, he's having some coma moment. Yeah, like <laughs> episode like zero. Like the he just show, gets hit by a bus. <laughs> you know, I'm saying we're left. We are, are in my mind besides the railroaded like this is what you should think of the character in my mind you is left completely open without resolution which is fine i'm okay with that i like the idea of like i get to make up my mind on what i think but if you don't actually see the resolution i mean and for all we know he's just a super self-absorbed individual who's been in a for you know five seasons who thinks he can right every wrong in history because he's the only guy who can do that like we don't no, without the resolution, to, to, there is no, like, there's no guarantee.
8: So to, to believe that, mm-hmm. you would also have to believe that he's also creating the moments in time where you're in the future speaking as third party people. Like, cause bro. I've, I've had dreams where
0: I'm on like alien planets, riding like mushrooms with six legs. No, 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 no. Your what?
8: brain can do what <laughs> no, no, your brain wants to. No, do. no, no. What, what, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is that the consu- There are times where me as the consumer, the the person watching, I think I'm. I think that I've separated myself from like. So one episode, one person escapes from the waiting room, and so you're in the future with Al and and uh, Ziggy and and and, uh, and all these people trying to find this person. So so that's what makes me think that one, I, I have never heard the creator speaking of what you're speaking of. So that would oh, be I'm not, absolutely I'm insane. Not
0: actually, well and I'm not actually suggesting that this is like a premise that is possible. <laughs> I'm just saying that because the show doesn't end traditionally, which is I prefer, honestly I wouldn't really want to see a a last episode of Quantum Leap where he just, like, poofs back, and then he's like, ah, that was a, you know, however long (laughs) thing. I'm just saying, like, we we don't ever actually get the realization, to me, if he's actually changed anything or not, or did he change it, and then it just all went back to normal once they leaped back, and he had to make that, he had to do that for himself to get the point to, like, to jump to the next phase, well, like, to me that was actually a question I always did used to ask like, and that's what, does he need to grow to jump on, and, and then once he jumps on, does it just go back to normal
8: and that that 's what i 'm saying is it to believe that you have to completely ignore the last episode because in the in the last episode god God tells him you didn 't just help that one person like you you helped way more than that, a lot of things were changed because of you. And so, and a part of the rules, like like has been mentioned, is that they don't things don't just go back to normal. They the those people who he was in remember those memories as if they were there doing them, and so that's how he changes those people as well. And so they remember doing those things. I get it. But it it, it, say, it without, ended. That's it ended the. Point, so it it also ended the. Successful. It also ended the way it ended because they got canceled and they didn't have yes. time to create a a good a, a finite ending.
5: <laughs> so let me throw something out there. Um, number one, I don't know who said it, but I'm wondering if you guys have heard the expression uh, "Every man is guilty of all the good
8: he doesn't do." I've never so heard, I've heard, that. heard the expression, but I don't, I don't know who
0: said
5: it. I'll look it up. Have you said it before? I mean, I stole it from somebody. I don't know who. <laughs> I, I've, I've read it somewhere, and uh, I think that that is something that applies in the case of Sam. Voltaire. The other thing to think of... Voltaire, oh, I, that makes sense, because I love Voltaire. <laughs> um, Voltaire is awesome. One of the most sarcastic Frenchmen ever. Amazing. Read his stuff. It's so good, if you haven't already. Um, the other thing is... Uh, After a while, Sam is going to be interacting with himself. Like after a while, they're going to be bodies that Sam was in that are going to be bit players in future Sam stories where he's, you know, he's already interacted with three out of four people in the room.
8: And he did that through the series.
5: Yeah. So that leads to the idea. um, There's a philosophical idea that the universe is God experiencing himself. fragmenting his own consciousness in order to have an imperfect perspective, because with a perfect perspective, there is no future or past. There is everything is the same to you because you perceive everything. Everything is just information. So the only way you could ever change or be surprised or experience something new is by blinding yourself intentionally and that that idea is humanity, that we're fragments of God, that we are different parts of that personality uh, able to experience it and without knowing what lies ahead without knowing your own exact future you actually have free will otherwise if you can see your own future you don't have free will so the only way to have it is to be blind to what's ahead of you so the idea is that, like if every person interacting with each other is actually the same being eventually that being will like know itself once again and that's One possible, you know, if you if you follow follow that, then you're suggesting that
0: everybody is just a broken up portion of God, like that. It's all one being, kind of spinning itself back together.
5: Yeah, that that will eventually. Yeah, yeah. and in the meantime, you get to be God and experience surprise. You get to experience love. You get to experience fear. Things that are impossible if you are a totality of all experience. If you are all powerful, you can't be afraid. You can't love anything because the only thing to love is you. And at that point, that's not a choice because there's nothing else. Um, what are you going to be afraid of? The only th- way to grow and to change, you, you become stagnant at that point. You become a mathematical uh, calculation that will not go anywhere, that cannot change. The only way to change that is to put some blinders on for your own perspective otherwise there's no such thing as free will or choice
0: Very interesting
5: if you subscribe to that idea and it's just an idea so,
0: yeah. yeah it's an it's another way to think about the show I like it
8: we've been going for 48 <laughs> minutes do we want to keep keep delving a ton into it I know we only got AC I'm sure for a little bit I've probably got an hour what's Tim got on quantum leap
7: oh I I doubt it. you guys pretty much fucking nailed everything <laughs> and you are 100 percent correct oil <laughs> i came into this episode tim doesn't watch of-
8: anything that he doesn't think he's not gonna like for the show which is completely ir- it's dumb to even be a part of the show if that's kind of what you're gonna do but here <laughs> we are
7: no it was i didn't like the show already and then we had to watch it again for the show i i've seen enough of it to know i don't like it but I would rather let two people that love it say talk about it. <laughs> Not my favorite show. I didn't enjoy it, ever.
0: Not my favorite of all time, but I do like the show. I do find a... I mean, one last thing is, I do find that there is, like, a sinister aspect of the show that no one ever touches on, which is the fact that, like, he ultimately changes people, especially if those people go back and they remember doing what he did as their own actions, literally changes people's self... I don't know, like, awareness, essentially. Like, especially, like, the, take that mobster episode. He, like, un him. Like, that dude spent his whole life being the mobster. <laughs> he, he changed <laughs> the him for the good, everyone. man. Hey, is it for the good? It is for the good. Always. Oh. Always. Let me ask you a question God about that. God told them so. What about the episode where he took the farmer, uh, the, uh, uh, what is it called when you're an animal doctor? I know what it is, but. It? The vet who loved the farmer's daughter, and he went in there, and he could have had the farmer's daughter because he was playing it smooth, but because he realized that she was supposed to be with the other guy, He lets her go. He could have changed that guy's life for the better.
8: Chose not to. But he's not there to change that guy's life. He's there to change a situation that's ongoing in this area. He's not there necessarily to change a dude's life.
0: That's what I'm I'm saying. It's a little sinister to me in some aspects of like he's there almost to do what he needs to do more than what the person is going to. Like he needs to save the guy – like in the, in the opening episode from blowing up in the airplane because he needs to save it to move on. Like he needs that guy to live more than like in history. That guy already died. Like that, that that's already happened. Everything's resolved itself. People have moved on. Lives have changed. People remember him or don't remember him. But like he, he needs to save that guy to move forward. But it's like the whole show is, I felt would we'll have this like sinister moment of like, he needs
8: to complete. He's so sinister of because he saves people's no, no, lives.
0: No. It's not sinister, but <laughs> it is. If you have to completely change other people's lives for you to move forward with but your own,
8: but that's not, there's so, there's a moment of that. That's not, but they, they, talk, necessarily they talk about how they talk about in the series, how doing the thing you're there to do isn't always why you need to move forward. So it's not – so I think the line is, like, success doesn't always guarantee you're you're not going to leap or you're going to leap.
0: But I'm saying, like, he – I think he knows what he needs to do most of the time. He does. Even, Al, Al tells even him. When, even when they have it wrong, even when Al has it wrong, like, his character seems to know most of the time. I'm saying there's a lot of ways to write yourself out of a loophole, but I'm just saying, like, if you take that from that perspective, I don't think the character's like – I think he is an altruistic character. Like he really is. Like he does, he has, does have sympathy for everybody. But I think a lot of it is like he is trying to get home, and this is a day-to-day grind for him. And I don't think people like put that on. A lot of the the show seems like that to me. Is he's like, fuck again? Like I'm this guy now. <laughs> like, I just want to be me. Like fuck, I gotta like fix his bullshit life to be me again. All right, fine. Like man,
8: I feel like there is a lot. I feel of- like you could find sinister in Mother Teresa. He could, bro.
0: <laughs> am I wrong? Does he not have that like mentality? Sometimes I don't in the show? think he, he does. totally does.
8: I don't think he does.
0: Oh, there are episodes where he was not happy about not being himself. I, <sighs> don't, I don't think
8: that's really ever mentioned until the very end. They come in, they say, "What am I here to do?" They do it, and he moves on. But he, they don't, they don't really discuss going backward until that's a huge part of the episode. He goes back home and remembers he has a wife, and that they f- they hatch a plan to get him back to the future where his wife is there. And he has to leap out of the future to go back into the past in order to save Al again. And, and it's a big conundrum, but he has to do it because Al has saved his life countless times. I, I honestly believe... Yeah. He, I it, believe, he, but, I'm, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, if that were true, if what you're saying was true, he's accomplished what you're saying he needed to accomplish to get back home. They could try to find another way to save Al's life without Sam jumping back into the past in order to to do that, because he wants I'm, to be home. I'm
0: saying like, I'm, but does he barely? He only remembers some of it. I'm saying like, there's a portion of his character that is driven to do the next thing to move forward. So And he is changing those things based on what he thinks it should be. Like so, whether that's good or bad, I'm saying it is a thing that is based on his opinion. Is like it's not necessarily a good thing. So that mobster might have remonstered himself and killed more people. We don't so here, know.
7: So here's the question <laughs> I'm going to pose because I feel like this is gonna trigger ace. Is doing a good thing for selfish reasons still a good thing?
5: I call that a (laughs) win-win. I agree with that. I mean, it's not like
8: I feel. I feel like that comes with the caveat of what are you doing after you've done the selfish act? Like, are you? you, Did you do a good thing because it allowed you to kill somebody, and then like it's a win-win because you're gonna go do something bad? Well, in his
7: instance, he's just trying to get back to his family and figure out why he can't remember shit.
5: But, you know, he's helping other people solely for that reason. I, I think the essence of of the true goodness of what made Sam the right candidate was the fact that we all have self-interest. We all wake up in the morning and if we don't put food in our belly, we get a gnawing that comes from the inside. If we don't have air, we get a burning in our lungs, if we don't um, have shelter, we freeze, we burn, whatever. Um, we are made with limitations that we have to take into account. Um, and that that's just who we are. Something has to die for us to continue to live every day, whether it's a plant, whether it's an animal, something dies so that we continue. There's a sacrifice made every single day. So we already, by taking another breath, are guilty of a selfish act. Because we're letting something else die in our place. So we automatically, Fucking by humans. living, are at this level already. So if we're trying to get to the most good,
0: um, there are the only... What deg- happened?
5: That's weird. I clicked together
7: <laughs> mode. Buddy. I didn't know that's what happened. Really? I didn't know. God damn it. This is like the Russian hack thing all over again, except it's Doyle. Don't
8: click buttons, Doyle. <laughs>
7: I'll
8: put it back. I did already.
0: I didn't know I could change it for you guys. I just thought it was like my screen. <laughs> it's still in a weird for garden. Me. How do I change it back? <laughs>
8: <laughs> On the top, it should say it should say uh, together view or something like that. Yeah, change it back to grid view. What's so, grid? so I, I guess my I'll I'll, I'll I'll finish this fifty-seven minute episode for for me. I guess it's it, what you're saying is negated in my opinion by that final episode. Where God tells him, "You're also in control. If you want to go home, go home." Like there, that. That I. No matter how outwardly he's sad about being in somebody's life, he has the ability to steer himself home. He just internally does not want to, because he knows that there are so much more. There's so much more out there that he can do, and there's so many more lives that he can fix and help. And that's that's what's hard for me to wrap my head around what you're saying, because he can go home. He can. He can leap himself back home. He just internally doesn't want to.
0: <laughs>
8: to me, that is just
0: the Disney
8: – like, I think that you're right. I
0: think that the writers wrote it that way, but that is, like, the Disney mindset of people. Like – I feel like in reality, if this was a real dude, there would probably be a lot of mental blocks keeping him from doing that. I, and I don't exactly know what's waiting for me when I go home. How long have I been doing this? I could show up in a 99-year-old body with no functionality. Like We don't know his what's going through his brain. Well, we think it's from all altruism. Yeah, but we, but even in the so, if you go through the first season, there's huge chunks of time in between him jumping, and then you got twenty something episodes of that for five seasons. Like this dude is but, not who he was. Why, when he but left. that's
8: why they don't talk about that as much. But it's it's like if you ever watch that '70 show, exactly, the, the, the license the plates Disney always change. Cutter. And then the all Disney of a sudden they were like, cutter, shit, this, I'm not, yeah. this series is going to go on for way longer than it needs to. And they stopped doing it. <laughs> exactly. It's that I'm not going to put any of the bad stuff for you to think about. But you would
0: have those blocks in your brain. Like, but what I, you but, would be thinking about uh, that. Maybe I maybe I'm I'm go saying, back to I'm me saying and the, I suck.
8: I'm saying the relationship between Al and Sam, as you see it progress through the series, I believe in my heart that Al would tell him. You're fucking 99 now, bro. Your legs don't work anymore. There's something going on with your heart that we need to save you. There's sure, a... but that's
0: not com- that's not compelling television. If Al just shows up and like, boop, 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 boop. Hey, dude, like you can go home anytime time you
8: want, but just so you know, it sucks. I like, know. It's, for... it's more compelling to learn it at the end that he had it in himself the whole time. He could have just gone home. That, to me, is more compelling. To me, I, that's why I dislike the last episode, because you get this whole like what
0: if like wonderland that you're playing with every episode is unique monster Week, whatever you want to call it uh, like I said you could call this on every episode as a filler episode for a show everything is up to the interpretation and then you get one final episode sitting in like what I said as far as we can tell is a fever dream and a coma you don't actually know <laughs> and God sits there and puts it all on the line and fe- hand, like ham feeds you the entire five seasons of what you just watched and what's going to go on from this point and it ends. Like I do not like that last episode in my brain. I know it's it's up to whoever, but I just write it off. I just don't feel those like are, it's those a are for writers... dream
8: because through the whole no, episode, it's, it's Al not, is there. Absolutely, Al is again, in, in. You, in you the are future. taking what I say <laughs> to the. You are taking what I say to like like
0: I believe that I don't think so either. <laughs> I think the writers meant it to be exactly what you are saying it is, but to me, it is such a dopey thing that writers seem like they have to do in every story they feel like they have to like ram down your throat what the story was about at the end or the bad guy always has to pop in and like lay down his his ultimate plot like it's just another thing of like this is what you should have been thinking this whole time and this is what he is and i just don't like it like i i wish the last episode didn't end is all i'm saying didn't happen i would have loved the show A million times more if I didn't get told exactly what the show was at the end of it. I probably would have left the show thinking exactly what they wanted me to think. Anyway,
8: I just don't feel like it did what it it said. What you're saying, they didn't really. I they said what I thought was already a thing. Exactly, I I already thought that. But I'm but I I just I just don't think it was ham fisted. Is what you're saying? Dude, I, I, when God shows up and tells you what you're doing, it's ham-fisted. They, but you don't. I'm saying he's God. <laughs> they don't know he's God. And at, but it
0: does. It and, does and come at, across like. But it does al, come across
8: like god. al even says you're you're that's weird let's get I'll figure out a way to get you home, and that's the last time they ever talk and that's what I'm saying it's you don't really know I'm calling him God because that's what I think, but, but you're uh, you not don't wrong, really though. know
0: i just I just watched the episode. it comes across like a god like i I think he's God like character I like think he's god i i had no I had no other thoughts than it was God when I saw it, so you're ride isn't like, I don't know if they meant it to be God, but it sure as hell comes across like God.
8: Yeah. He calls him God and he laughs it off. Like he's not God who fucking knows. I don't know. You know, there's a li- weird thing about 80s I and 90s like shows <laughs> like,
5: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you have this godlike character at the end that sort of acts like the architect in the matrix and tells you like, here was my plan. Yes. Um, Things in the 80s took a weird turn, like Fantasy Island. When you find out Mr. Rourke knows the devil, personally, and that they're like ancient enemies, and you're like, is he God, or is he an angel, or what the hell is he? Like, anything where the whole show was kind of like a Twilight Zone premise, where what if the world was like this? What if this thing were possible? And then they sort of like bring it all around to what somebody knows or what someone thinks they know and makes it familiar like, Oh yeah. Well, if he knows the devil, he's maybe not just an ancient magician from prehistoric times. Maybe he's, you know, Michael or something, um, which I liked fantasy Island. I didn't, you know, and I wanted, I wanted that answer cause I was a kid and I wanted to know, what this really means but as i got older and i started watching stuff like twilight zone i was sort of able to accept the uh the concept as its own thing that will never give you an answer you're just in a world where a kid has the power to make anything happen with his voice or whatever or you're just in a world where uh doctors look like pigs and think that a normal looking human is horrendous like it, it depends on what they're trying to do if they're trying to give you uh you know, five seasons of a series and make money. It's in their best interest to not explain things until the very end. Um, but if it's twilight zone, it's in their best interest to never explain anything (laughs) because the story is the concept and that's it. It's not like the character development over years and over seasons and people deciding, well, maybe Sam would do this. Maybe he would do that. Maybe, maybe Sam's a better person now than when he started off. Um, that show was about his character and him being a decent guy and how lucky we were that if someone's going through and popping into bodies and messing with people that he's careful and wants to do something that helps the person that he's inhabiting. Whereas in the twilight zone, you don't really care about that. You're not there to like feel sad for a character. You're not there to like, um, you know, fall in love with another character. You're there to go. Isn't that an interesting concept? And so it depends on whether you look at this show as a concept or as a character study and you could say it's both or that it was one until it was the other but that's kind of going to determine whether you'll be happy with it
8: or not at the end Doyle's wrong AC don't worry about <laughs> it
0: <laughs> I didn't even propose anything <laughs> I just said I don't like it when you tell me how I have to feel about it.
8: <laughs> I don't. I, I just don't agree that that's what they did, and so I, I guess did. I guess that's. I just don't agree with it. I I feel like what what came of it is that if, if it, the so one problem is they didn't know they were going to get canceled when they got canceled. So it, were, it was written kind of weird, but I feel like I feel like the God character came in to to warn sam that things were going to get harder but he could go home if he wanted to and he internalized that and said i don't really want to go home i have something i need to fix for al because he's my best friend and i don't want to always follow the rules and i need to help him because he's helped me fucking countless times and that was it what i'm
0: saying is what i'm saying did you need that episode to, to get that about the show
8: uh, I I I thought it was a I thought it was a great ending episode. I don't know that episode, but the, but that but that you can't I can't say yes or no because I thought it was a good episode until the that, very the is, very end because I'm they okay did weren't a
0: floating. I'm okay with it as a floating 45 minutes of television. Okay, it's interesting. He's talking to God, maybe. But like, what I'm saying is, the show had already done this for five seasons. Like, I didn't learn anything. This is why I don't like it. I didn't learn anything new. About Bakula's character, I didn't it didn't pop any ideas into my head about something I hadn't already thought about. I think that, and I, ju- I just watched
8: these. I like, think so. It's not. I think that Sam. Like, I think that Sam learned more about himself, and that was the purpose of the episode. That's rather fine, than, but I rather than I you learning about it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <But I don't,
0: laughs> Bacula is a Bacula is a character that doesn't exist, and therefore I don't give a fuck what he thinks about himself. <laughs> I, I I am do. the one. I am the consumer of the show. <laughs> they put the commercials in there for Nikes and Doritos and Pepsi for me. Did you watch it on Nikes. NBC?
8: Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- so, like, I love that. To- commercials Juan, Really? Yeah. <laughs> to,
0: to me, to drive.
8: To me, it felt
0: just like I said, it felt like every bad guy tying up a good guy and telling him his master plan. It's like, I knew this about this character already, it felt like a silly, we don't know what to do really here. So God pops down and holds your hand and we end the show. And see, that's
8: what I just didn't like. That's why I'm saying, that's why I'm saying for me, it felt like Sam was learning something about him that he didn't know. And to me, that's a more powerful thing that he now can
0: be one. You're told that he knows how to resolve this. That if he thinks about it, he is the one who set the rules and the parameters. He is the one that can get himself back. You learn that in like episode three.
8: <laughs> I just don't. I, I just don't think that because they they talk about him being grabbed. So I don't. I just don't agree with that because there's rules that are set in place. Through the whole universe. And you're just kind of throwing them aside because you don't like the no. last
0: episode. It's in episode three. Like legitimately, like he tells but him, you they, are they, the one who knows how to end this. Correct.
8: But they you w- it. So what they? But they don't know how to get him home because they've tried. The, re- the retrieval system. They don't know how to get him back home because it's not working. And Because when he, he is the when, designer of it. And when he left. And he is the one who could figure it out. And when he left, he was grabbed by something else that they don't know how it's being steered. That's what I'm saying. It's written into the episode like that. I know it is. I don't <laughs> like it. That's all I'm saying. Like, you're like
0: trying to like argue my dislike
8: of the sh- I don't like
0: it. You're wrong. <laughs> I can't be wrong about how I feel Doyle's always wrong. wrong. Doyle's always wrong. <laughs> I don't know. You go back to that Walking Dead episode, I don't think I come across as the one that seems wrong in it. <laughs>
8: <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the Snyderverse and get to episode 300. Okay toto Facebook.com, slash Thinking Outside the Long Box, at Outside the, lo- at outside the Long
6: Box. Leads.
8: What? Yeah, use to Google, use too. Google use silly there Google, people silly There are people with names that are close to ours. So, at Outside the Long Box <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube.com, slash Thinking Outside the Long Box, Patreon.com, slash totlb. Hopefully, you guys will become a patron. AC down there has been awesome today. Let's get to our 300th episode, guys. For me, he's up there. 300 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are who are we? We're T O T O B motherfuckers. The no, are you who are you individually? Oh. That's Tim. I identify I'm as Tim.
5: <laughs> I identify as AC
8: one. Alright, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> awful.
2: To join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind the scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a Baron Space production! <laughs>